Welcome to the Gen Z Marketer Podcast, where we have marketing conversations and everything in between. So this current episode, this Market Thoughts episode, may be a little controversial for some, but I think that this is something that I'd like to talk about and just let other people know or just have this conversation with people. So, you know, jobs are like relationships. So when you get one, you commit to it. It can make or break you. And like people, jobs actually have red flags as well. So let's talk about what these red flags are and how you can identify whether the job you're applying for is a good opportunity or not. So why did I decide to create or do this episode? So... I've been working for several years now and I've had my fair share of jobs and you know this is something that I actually personally have already been through. I've had several jobs. Most of them are not really the best. Um, in fact, I ended up in a lot of toxic environments in a lot of just not really ideal work situations. And these experiences really taught me a lot about you know job hunting about taking opportunities and all of these things and i feel like this is something that i like to share with other people as well just to really make sure that you don't end up in these situations because honestly i don't want anyone to go through what i really went through in these previous job experiences so now let's talk about these red flags and how you can identify whether a job you're interviewing or applying for has red flags or not. So, of course, first, let's look at the advertising part of it, which is basically um, your job openings. So, usually, of course, we all see job openings through these websites like JobStreet, Caliber, LinkedIn. So, when you're looking for a job already, um, of course, you have the job description, which is basically the ad for the job. And that already, you know, in that stage, you can already tell whether there are red flags in that company or job you're applying for or not. So what are the red flags in the job description? First is if it's too vague. I have seen job descriptions that you know, didn't really tell you much about the job. It only had like four sentences about the job and what you're expected to do, which was really vague. You have no idea what you're getting into. And sometimes even there are jobs that are basically um, for anonymous companies. You don't know exactly what you're applying for or who you're applying for, which I think I, I really don't get why some companies have to do that, which is, you know, it's a little bit sketchy if you look at it that way. And sometimes um, when you can't really find anything about the company on that job description, it's just basically about the job and nothing else. So if it's a little bit vague like that, that's already kind of a red flag because you could tell that basically they might surprise you once you start working for them um they might just change the terms and just suddenly ask you to do more things than what is expected of you so another red flag is basically if there's too much work on the job description so what do i mean by that um there's this practice here in the philippines i'm not sure if other countries have this but basically there i've seen job descriptions job openings that 
have too much work on it in one role. So let's say you're a marketing assistant. Basically, you're doing everything like digital marketing. You edit videos. You do a little bit of PR. You do marketing. So the problem with that is they're asking you to do the work of one whole team or even in fact, even sometimes it's the work of another team. So that's another red flag because basically it shows you that the company is in a way almost abusive or taking advantage of you because the the real gist of that is if you can do it, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do as much as you can do, which is honestly, I don't see anything wrong with that if you're willing to learn. But ultimately, in the long term, that's not really a good setup because it's kind of minimizing boundaries. You know, they're actually asking you to do as much as you could and it's exhausting. That's going to be exhausting at some point. And not to mention, what if the pay or the salary that they're offering is not worth it? They're asking you to do the work of like a team and the pay they're offering you is not enough, which I've seen several companies already do. So that's another red flag. Next is, okay, this is something a bit when you're already interviewing for the company. Next is look at the organizational structure. So you can tell that there are red flags on the company based on the organizational structure. One is if they have no structure at all. So basically, if they have no structure, it means reporting to your like manager is a little bit confusing. You don't know exactly who you're reporting to or who you're under like who's manage who's your official manager because there's a lot going on or basically no structure meaning there's no growth there's a lack of growth in fact um what do i mean by this this basically means there's no organizational structure or flow that will show you how you get promoted how you could you know be a manager or something like that it's just very very um, blurred the structure and so that's really another red flag because if you're looking to work in a place that you want to grow in if you want to be like an officer or, an, or a manager at some point and there's no structure then what the hell are you doing there right you better leave <laughs> so that's another red flag so the third red flag which is something that i don't think we get to practice much due to the pandemic but i think this is still important is basically the office structure so, more, of course, most of us now are applying for jobs online or working from home. But, of course, if you're not working from home, if you, you, if you have already the opportunity to um, interview on the office itself, I suggest that you really observe everything going through in the office. Um, observe how the office looks. Why is this important? The way that the office is structured, the way that... The, an office's design can tell you a lot about the culture of the company and what they value. If they have, let's say, cubicles or tables, it just means that they're very traditional. And, you know, there are offices that don't have cubicles. In fact, I've worked in offices where basically you just have a long table, the whole team is there, there are no barriers, and that really implies that they have a really collaborative environment. So you should also observe other than, you know, how the office is designed, whether it's traditional or, you know, more modern, is how the employees look. Do they look frazzled? Do they look okay? Do they look stressed? You know, you just need to make these observations as well. 
and you can derive whether you think you're a perfect fit for that kind of setup or not. So next is your interaction with interviewers. So sorry for anyone who's on HR, but you know the reality is if you know the hiring managers or HR people are take, making their first impressions of you and seeing whether you're a fit for the company or not, I think you could do the same for them because they are actually kind of also like the first people you meet from the company and what you get from them or what your interactions are with them would kind of imply what the company is like as a whole, what the culture of the company is, what they stand for, all of these things. So for example, I actually interviewed for this company um, a few years back and I remember I just really wanted the job. I really wanted to work for that company because I liked the brand. But my interaction with the interviewer was not so good. So basically what happened was um, the interviewer told me that he would update me on whether I got the job or not. And then once he updated me, he basically said, we're offering you the job right now. Please come to the office now. So that was such a huge turnoff because it showed me that he did not value my time. Or I almost felt like I was dispensable in a way because this person just didn't really care about if I was doing anything or if I was, you know, busy with something. It just like, it just made me feel like they think they're more important than me. Like, you know, I mean, there's nothing really, that's, that's kind of like pretentious for me. Like basically the company was asking me to drop everything for them. And also the problem with that was they basically offered me a very low salary which was not reasonable considering how far I was from their office so that's why I never really pushed with that job so you know all of those little interactions you really have to um, really observe not just your in um, the HR people right or the hiring managers but you're also interviewing with your potential managers right so with your interactions with that potential manager you can already kind of tell whether you're a fit for the company or not because you know honestly not all managers would get along with you i think there are certain personalities that still work well together so um for me i've had these experiences wherein i already had these gut feelings that i might not be a good fit with the manager i was interviewing for but i still went it with the job anyway and then i realized oh okay this manager is a boss he is not a mentor and i'm usually looking for mentors that's what that's what that's who i want to work with so you know really you can tell already if there's something wrong with your interaction with your interviewers the next red flag is basically the company background if you are able to search for the company website or if there's already a background on the company based on the job description you, I suggest you really go through that. You could tell what the company value stands for based on these information. And sometimes actually, um, if you feel that what the company is saying is too good to be true, it might be. Um, so, so I suggest really you go through all of these you know, background checks. If you're able to find reviews, 
by previous employees, I suggest you go through that as well because it can already tell you if the company is traditional and has some issues with their organizational structure or if it's really a good company that you're applying for. So the last red flag, so I am not sure how some fresh grads might be able to figure this out, but this is a red flag that I have noticed in the past few years, which is basically the job opening frequency. So I have seen certain positions in certain companies that seem to be always open. Like I've noticed some that, you know, let's say every six months, the position would suddenly be open again or available again, or every year that position would suddenly be open again. So what does that tell you? That tells you that there's a really high turnover rate in that company. No one wants to stay there for so long, and that's already saying a lot. So if there's a high turnover rate, don't go for that because chances are it means there's something or there are a lot of things wrong with the company, which is why they have a high turnover rate. So thank you for listening to this episode. Let me know what you think about it by getting in touch with me on my socials at the Gen Z Marketer on Facebook, at Gen Z MKT on Instagram, and at www.genzmkt.com. So don't forget also to follow the podcast to get notified on the latest uploads. So see you at my socials and just leave. I'd really love to hear from you your thoughts, if you want to collaborate, or if you have any topic suggestions you want me to cover.